Hello and welcome to Extra Time on Manorama's weekly football podcast. I'm Kannan. And I'm Arun George. The January transfer window just recently closed and there was only one winner. Right, Arun? I see him blushing because the answer is Chelsea. Arun, it's your team and uh, Chelsea was on a mad spending spree uh, in this uh, window. They spent over, what, uh, 500 million euros? Um, that is almost five times the combined spending in the top leagues in Spain, Germany and Italy. So, because of all these circumstances and the evidences that we have, I'm forced to ask this question. Is Chelsea, are, rather, are Chelsea ruining football again? <laughs> well, I knew you were going to ask something like this, you know. It's funny that the first time people asked that question was uh, some 20 years ago. When Roman Abramovich, the Russian oligarch, you know, he bought Chelsea. And football has changed a lot since, right? You know, but yeah, uh, I agree. You know, in this window, Chelsea surprised everyone, you know, including me, who I'm a fan. So, but I don't think Chelsea has ruined football, you know, by spending so much. Well, after all, there are financial fair play rules that apply. So even the rich guys cannot spend mindlessly, like, they can't spend mindlessly. Yeah, so, but this was extraordinary, isn't it? Spanish sports publisher Massa was saying that more than half a billion spent by Chelsea's new American owners exceeds the investment Abramovich had made in his last three seasons at the club, which is uh, 410 million euros. So this is unprecedented. In fact, it's the record spending by any club in the world in a single transfer window. Yeah, again, I'm not disputing the fact that this this transfer window has been crazy for, for Chelsea, you know. But the reality is Chelsea's management, you know, the new management that you mentioned, the American owners, those smart enough to exploit a certain loophole in the system. You know, for example, when Chelsea bought Argentina's you know, World Cup winner, this sensational Enzo Fernandez from Benfica, for a British record of uh, 106 million pounds, you know, they didn't pay the Portuguese team, that's Benfica, the entire sum. You know, I think from media reports that you know, they have paid 30 million up front, and the rest has been amortized over the eight year period for which the club has given Enzo Fernandez a contract. So it's more like paying in EMIs, see. So the same was done for Mikhail Mudrik, you know, who was transferred from Shakhtar, uh, the Ukrainian. So uh, the interesting thing is, as soon as UEFA, the European football governing body, realized this kind of a loophole that Chelsea has ex exploited, you know, they stepped in and amended the, the transfer policy. So from now on, if a club wants to buy a player by offering a long contract, you know, they cannot amortize the entire transfer fee for the entire transfer period for the period the player is going to be at the club. It has to be within, uh, the, the sum has to be paid up within five years. So uh, Chelsea were the early birds, I can say, you know, they uh, they got all the worms. So I guess we were smart on that count. Yeah, so uh, do you think more and more clubs will follow the Chelsea model in uh, transfer market? You know, splash the cash and uh, use the amortization possibility wisely to avoid getting tangled in the financial fair play uh, rules. The interesting thing is that when a Russian oligarch uh, Abramovich bought Chelsea in 2003, he transformed the transfer market in a sense. Before 2003, no Premier League club had spent over £100 million net in a single season. Right. But in 2003-04 uh, season, Chelsea had spent over 40% of the total spending in the entire yeah. Premier League. Right. Then uh, by seven years later, by 2010 or rather 2009-10 uh, season, Manchester City became a major player in the transfer market and started splashing cash. And I think it's fair to say that whenever Chelsea bought a big, uh, they went in 
to win trophies and so did uh, City okay. as we now see. The same applies to major leagues around the world. Uh, Real Madrid have been splashing the cash on elite players for decades now. PSG is a classic case in from France. But uh, Premier League gets mentioned often because it is the biggest football market. Yeah, right. And by the way, uh, as we are recording this, you know, news has come in that Manchester City has been charged by the Premier League for allegedly breaching financial uh, fair play rules, you know, on numerous occasions. And in fact, you know, the allegation is that City breached the league rules between 2009-10 season and 2017-18 season. So, as we know that the City have been enormously successful in the Premier League during this period. So, maybe clubs will want to tread carefully, you know, in the transfer market because uh, they will have to balance the books, right? I mean, to, to avoid getting penalized like City might now that they have been exposed. Yeah, one of the stories says that uh, there were 100 counts of offences against uh, City. So, we never know <laughs> on what counts they are going to get penalised now. There could be point deductions they are saying. So, see, another thing, you know, nowadays there are many clubs that are capable of splashing the cash, you know. Now, take for instance Newcastle United, you know, since the, the Saudi takeover recently, they are, they are the, uh, a big player in the market, you know, and of course, this is their first, uh, they haven't entered the first full season with under the Saudi ownership. So, this season they are aiming for the Champions League spot. So, once they manage that, I'm sure they'll be aiming for big players and with the big money that they got. Uh, and it's not going to be a problem for them. Yeah. Uh, so, Liverpool, Manchester United, you know, even Arsenal, you know, th they are capable of spending. But the accusations made by the fans, you know, often is that, you know, their owners are too reluctant to do so, you know. So, it's a clash of ideas, more or less. You know, the Glazers who own Manchester United or the, the Fenway group that runs Liverpool, they can, if they want to, you know, to buy big players, that is. So, my argument is that, you know, even though Chelsea splashed almost half a billion on, on players in a single window, which is a record in itself, you know, they cannot be accused of ruining football, like you said, you know, <laughs> in the beginning, because it's just a matter of choice. And, and the Chelsea ownership has chosen to be aggressive, like they have been, in the transfer market. And that's yeah, as simple as it. Yeah, that, fair enough an argument. But then there's another thing that I'm interested in. Does splashing cash on a number of elite players guarantee success like in the past? Take the case of Chelsea. Now that uh, you guys have signed these exciting uh, youngsters like uh, Enzo Fernandez, Mudrik, uh, Benoit Badiashil. Yeah, and Nkunku is on the way in the summer, you know. There is also yeah. Malo Gusto too, you know. And yeah, by the way, K. Andre Santos, Pedro Fofana. <laughs> Sorry, I just got carried away. You know, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. I get it. So now that Chelsea have these exciting players, do you think next season Chelsea could win a few trophies? Okay, now I'm a bit lost for words here, you know. So, but I hope so. But you see, the thing is, like we talked before, in the mid 2000s and up until the 2010s, you know, when Manchester City emerged as a force, you know, that was a possibility. Like, you know, if you spent big, you know, your model is guaranteed success. But I don't think it's a case anymore, you know. For one thing, the big players uh, have to gel as a team, you know, or else, you know, it's just a waste of talent. And that's one of the the uh, arguments in this Chelsea's, the new policy that they are done in the transfer market, when by offering an eight-year deal for a young player, they have virtually tied the player till he or she is about... 28, 29, or 30. Mm. So, what if this transfer doesn't work out the way they intend to be, or the player doesn't perform rise to the expectations? That's one of the uh, what uh, drawbacks in this Chelsea transfer, uh, the aggressive transfer uh, move that they have done this winter. 
the January transfer market window, I think. Well, anyway, Chelsea under Graham Potter haven't showed that quality it has in store, you know, even with this fresh recruits, you know, it's too early to say anything. But so maybe it will take time, you know, a good preseason could change things. Yeah. We have seen it always, you know, but again, I maintain that you know, these signings don't guarantee uh, immediate success for Chelsea. I don't think so, to be honest. You know, But for sure, it has made Chelsea uh, competitive again. Because the last few seasons we've seen Manchester City have been the driving force in the league, you know, and Liverpool, of course, were quite competitive until they sold Sadio Mane. Uh, but that dynamics has changed now. So, and Chelsea has still have fallen short. But I think with these signings from next season, they could be competitive again. So it could be exciting yeah as i said yeah the transfer windows are exciting exciting young players arrive giving different dynamics to a club uh, and for the league in general now i can't wait for the summer transfer to begin i know it's a long way to go but i'm sure that uh, there are going to be more exciting big money moves on that note i think uh, we can wrap up this episode hope you liked it as much as we enjoyed making it Extra Time is produced by me, Kandan and Arun George, with technical support from Idea Brew Studios. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more news, views, and explainers, follow on manorama.com.